Are you ready? Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song with 88.9 DJ Tyrone Miller and music director Justin Barney. On this episode of Backspin... It was a dope record. (laughs) I remember hearing it. Well, I was like, this shit is hot. Don't make me pull that up and play that tonight. (laughs) You know, and people didn't believe that we were the first one that came out with the first rap record in the state of Wisconsin. They didn't believe that once we done. We was the first one. But um, I don't remember that at all. This is Backspin. Is is it the first? Is it yeah the first that I know for sure? The it that we're talking about is the song Class A. Class A is the song that the Majestics recorded in Marvell Love Studio, Milwaukee's first hip hop song. By the way, the women said we are Class A. In fact, I don't think there's a I don't think the second one is for like another two years at least after it so Andy Noble gave us this clue that the Majestics were the band that recorded Milwaukee's first hip-hop song we've got Marvell Love the businessman with the business plan but don't don't right he goes to this conference and at the <laughs> conference they tell them that hip-hop is the next big thing it's already happening in right. New York it's already proven to make money yes and so Marvell Love sees dollar signs and so the thing that he's got to do is he's got to find his band in Milwaukee because I feel like we're playing a game of clue right now because we just need the motive we need the motive of why he wanted motive to do this. Motive is money. <laughs> I'm telling you what the so, motive okay, is. Okay, so so it's not an accident now. We've been saying I, this whole for time. Me, it's an accident because they are not they didn't set out to make the first hip hop song because they love hip hop and they right. want to make a hip hop song. They want to make a song that will be <laughs> successful. So Marvell finds an R and B group to kind of forced to make this hip-hop song. So it's less of an accident and more of an experiment. We're just trying to see if this can work. Yes. If this new fashion hip-hop thing can work (laughs) in Milwaukee or just whatever with these bands that he may be working with. Right. And so he brings in these guys, the Majestics. They're these kids. Yeah, young dudes. And they were making this song, this ballad, The Key to Love. The Key to Love. But what is the key to love? The key to love is understanding. It damn right is understanding. <laughs> In fact, the Majestics still play today. And I guess we should think about the fact that they are still performing as an R&B band kind of lets us know that this song really didn't wasn't successful. It really wasn't true to who they were. Right. We don't have a master or degree, but there's no telling what will be. So grab along. The Majestics include many members, but there's two guys who got together in 1963 to start the band, and that is Donald Cooper and Tony Washington. Tell me about the Majestics. Like, how did the Majestics even form? And Tony speaks first here. Um, man, we got to go. You want to know that? We got to go way back to 63. Okay. And Let's go. We, Let's go we back. Was, when we first started back in 1963, we were called Tony Washington and TNT. You know, we... We didn't have a name to go and play at the talent show at uh, Milwaukee uh, Theater that was on 12th 
Tantonia. Twelve from Tantonia. So we was we was kids. We were no more about nine or ten. And so we were trying to figure out a name, how to come up with it. And so we were talking about Tony Washington the GNTs. And so Tiny said, Tony Washington the TNT. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right. So that's how we end up Tony Washington the TNTs. And later on, we end up with the Majestics. That came later on. Okay. So yeah. how, how were y'all performing a lot during um, the seventies? Yeah, we performed. Yeah. We were kids, man. Yeah. We, were, yeah. we were nine, eight. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. We were kids performing at talent show. We played the first Juneteenth, first WACP, and WACP, yeah. and that was on Third and Center. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now with the check cashing play. Yeah. We played that first. So we did a lot of things when we yeah. were kids, man. They were, we were known as James Brown and the Famous Flame. <laughs> but we did a lot of James Brown <laughs> and, you know, ow! Right, right. Uh, like, which most we do today, too. But that's what we were known yeah. as. And we were taking our stuff and Donnie had a paper route. That's right. And we were taking our equipment and Donnie uh, wagon. My wagon, that's mm-hmm. right. And we was kids, man. See, we played in this club in um, Beloit, Wisconsin, and the dude said, y'all good, but y'all got to have some brass. See, we just a rhythm section. So we came back, we added some horn. That last part had nothing to do with the story, but I just wanted to keep it in. I And, and I think it shows, like... <laughs> That he is an entertainer. He got to make it That they are entertainers. That yeah. he says things with timing and with cool. Right. And the know? club owner tells him, you need brass accent. Okay, we got you. We're going to come back with some brass. What else do we need? We're going to come they, back and be better than everybody. But it turns out that they did need brass because Milwaukee was a hopping scene. Yeah. And there was so much going on that yeah. it's like they needed something to compete with all the other good stuff that was going on in the city. Milwaukee had so many, man, so many bands here. So many Nightclubs. There were so, some really good musicians from here, and they play with everybody right. that plays anywhere in the world. They world class. And when you travel, people will tell you Milwaukee has some of the finest musicians here. You'd be surprised what people who play with who. Right. You know, Reese Franklin, uh, just you name Lil it. Lil Milton. From right here. That's yeah, right. and then when we just travel, they should always ask, is Booby still? You know, the Booby was a club, right? Okay. That's where five oh two. And we travel all the time, they would ask about boobies. Now where was boobies at? Fifth and Garfield. Okay. <laughs> and it was probably yeah. gone before I was born. Oh, no, I'm right. looking at you. Right. <laughs> I know. I was born in 84. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. But not, yeah. No, since it burnt down, it's 502 now. Oh, 502, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm right. DJ there yeah. before. So, yeah. Bowie, it was that was the, the spot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were the house, man. Yeah, and we, we started. Uh, we had one night. We started Thursday. And then. Uh, you know, Thursday, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We started Thursday, and then he moved us to Sunday. Then that thing, you know, he had a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Stayed packed every night. Jam, you wouldn't know what day it is. You couldn't get in the right. door. They'd be outside looking in the window. That's it's right. unbelievable. We have some really See, And plus, when we present ourselves, we dress That's as right. a group. You know, we just don't come out. He by him on... Blue jean, I haven't. No, we dress as group uniform. You know, so in other words, I can say we brought class. <laughs> That's what the band was bringing back in our day, class to the thing. You know, it wasn't nobody coming with tennis shoes, no short shoes. pants, t shirt, no. Because <laughs> the club owners back in the day, they would always say, don't bore my customer. Okay. See, that means that when you come in there, he don't want his customer sitting down like this. You know, you, in other words, you had to have a show back in the days to get in any club. Right. 
Right. You didn't have a show. I don't give a fuck. I mean, excuse me. I don't give how good, how good you are. But you had mm. to have a show, a flow show. Mm. You know, dance and clown. You can't come in there trying to act all pretty. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? You had to have a show. First thing they said, do you got a show? That's if you right. got a show, you can get in here. That's you right. had to get in. I don't give a care how good your music was. You right. had to have a show. We come from the era of hard skills and the seven sound. Right. So we entertain us. We not just saying we get up there, we entertain. I do my James Brown, do splits and all that. We do stop and goes. The band be doing their moves. We be dressing, smelling good. That's right. You know, yeah, yeah. our shoes shine, everything. You know, we got all that from them. You understand what I'm talking right, about? Right. So when we present ourselves, we present ourselves like that. And we was kids. When right. we came out, we was kids. Right. And we traveled the country. Right. Young, everywhere. We right. went everywhere. We didn't have no managers or nothing. We managed At ourselves. At a young age, we everywhere. Went to Des Moines, Iowa. Went to, uh, uh, Moines, Iowa. Iowa. Went to North Ca South Carolina. North Carolina. Virginia. Virginia Chicago. Missouri. Cedar Rapids. You know, Iowa. Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Waterloo, Iowa. Yeah. We're all the main states in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. The Majestics are heating up the Midwestern circuit with Iowa and lower Wisconsin, and they're performing all around the Midwest, and New World Records exists, so we asked them how New World came to meet the Majestics. How did they see us? They came to, to us. us. Vice President was Tom Moreland. Tom Moreland knew my oldest son's mama, sister. That's how they came. So he was talking to him. He said, yeah, you know, blase, blase, New World's record. I'd like to bring y'all to the office. So we went up to the office, and we just laughing and talking, and Marvel just signed us up right then. He never heard us play, none. Then he gave the show at the Mecca mm -hmm. that was on 35th and North Avenue, but it's not there now. And we went there, and he was just so amazed of our show. You know, he never heard it, but he signed it. So then when, okay, so then it's 1979, right? Sugar Hill Gang comes out, Rapper's Delight. Did that impact y'all? No, we like, came out right after then. Yeah, because, mm -hmm. so what? when y'all first heard Sugar Hill Gang or whether it was Christmas rapping, you know, what what was it like for y'all to hear this new kind of form of well, music? To me, it was like, I ain't give a damn. <laughs> you know, because we weren't into rapping. See, we right. was forced to go into it. Yeah. And that's what we did. So here are our two main characters exactly. meeting here. Yeah. We got the Majestics who make music. We got Marvell Love who's producing it. Trying to make money. The two, <laughs> the two could not live without each other. Yeah. The two combined to make Milwaukee's first hip hop song. But it wasn't exactly what the Majestics <laughs> wanted to make. No, I mean know? they've they've been making funk music. They've been making R and B soul for all this time for almost twenty years. And it's like, okay, now we got to do something else. Now we're good at this. We love this. This is what we do. And now you're telling me this new genre of music came out two years ago. And right. now we have to go and jump on this train? Right. But, you know, the Majestics want to make money, too. Yeah. They want, true. you know, it's Marvell is coming to them, saw this at a conference. They right. already they already recorded the key to love. Yeah. You know, they've got a ballot on the other side. Right. And so if they are going to jump on this train and if Marvell is paying for the studio time, yep. if he's cutting the wax, yep. if he's going to send it to the radio station. Yep. He's going to do all the legwork, the business work. And if all they have to do is just record a rap over a funk song they've already made, they can do that. So it's not like it's hard. It's not like, okay, now make rock and roll music or now make pop music or something. It's still sounding like a Majestics record. Yeah. They just write a few bars on top and see how it goes. 
the Majestics are hustlers. They yeah. put in the work. We've <laughs> yeah. seen it decades later. They do what it takes, and uh, this is what they did in this situation. What was the process like well, making this? It wasn't like we didn't want to do it. He asked could we do it. We just went and did it. That's right. <laughs> it's not we didn't want to do it. He okay. said, well, could y'all come on right away? We said, okay, we just went and did it. So then did you go and listen to all these other rap songs? No, or you we just... ain't listening to nothing. We got in the kitchen. Like I said, Donnie <laughs> came over. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. And they just wrote the lyrics. And yeah, just made we wrote the lyrics right then and there. That's right. And they went to the studio and recorded. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. I mean, it, it was that simple. I mean, the Majestics are pros. They just made a song, went home, made it. Bam, boom. You got a rap song, guys. We did it. <laughs> they did it. You know, they it's like they put... They connected the dots of yeah. what they had to do, and they filled in the grid. They made the first song. So then, that, so it comes out. Y'all put this rap record out. Did anybody ever think y'all like, oh, we got these rappers here, or were you, did y'all mostly still known as like the funk band? No, we known as a, a funk band. Okay, yeah. so there was never like, oh, they rappers now, right? Like nothing right. like that ever. Right. But they heard it on the radio. radio. So every city and state we went to was already being played and sold in all the record stores. So we come in, right? Wow. And it was sitting real well. It reached, it reached uh, on the favorite list in London. And then Key to Love, they they accepted that more in London. Mm. So, so what stations was playing the song here in Milwaukee? WNOV, WAWA, them the mostly black stations. Yeah. So even though people aren't listening to Class A today and listening to this song and playing it out there because now back then it sounded like it was really important. Yeah, they played it all throughout the city. They were one of those bands that played everything. Yeah. And uh, they played it to as many people in the city as they could. Yeah. So how much did y'all perform Class A? Did y'all perform it much or did y'all? No, it would, when, when it came out, we performed it a lot. Okay. But that's yeah. the only time. Where where were the places y'all performed the it Mega at? The Mega Club. We performed it at Garfield Park. We performed at Duke, Summerfest. Like yeah. Donnie said, we played the first Summerfest, the first mm-hmm. Juneteenth, first Afrofest. Oh, that's crazy. So then after, like, y'all had this kind of at least popularity with just this song. Like, y'all was popular, but, like, Class A comes out. Mm-hmm. Did, did it boost y'all popularity, or did, was it just kind of like? It, it boosted our popularity as far as having a record out, but we already had a big following. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. just made it even better. Yeah, we were together 20-some years, yeah. even from child, child as right. kids. 1963. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all be going. <laughs> yeah, we been going. 1963. Right. Hey, y'all still performing. Yeah, still right. performing, still doing splits right. and all that stuff. And I'm 63 years old now. That's right. Yeah. But the song has been reborn. Like, we uh, signed a contract in London with Soul Jazz Records. So they're selling so worldwide they again they right now. They come to us. Right. When did that Very happen? flattering. Last year. Yeah, last year. They really? come to us, yeah. And it's selling right now, and it's all over the world again right now. And, yeah. it's, and that's a good feeling to be recognized on the other side of the world. We are impressed that they come after all these right. years. A decade. Back, de- Them decade. decade. Them decade. Century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decade. Yeah. So, you know, that's like our Grammy. Right, right, right. You know, we don't need no money with it, but there was a check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That, yeah. This is the crew for the year. We're coming at you loud and clear. The Majestics, Class A, this is it. This is what we are calling, right now at least, Milwaukee's first rap song. Zero, zero, one. 
This is it, the beginning. Marvell Love and the Majestics in the studio, 1982 New World Records, Class A. This is Milwaukee's first hip hop song. Look at here, y'all. The wide receiver got nothing on us, because we're the ones who got a double. Okay, that song. It's a rap song. That's it. That's right. Rapping over that funk beat. The bit. The bass line is hot. That you know what I mean. It's, that is rap. It's cool. We'll call it rap. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Majestics Class A. Uh, but we asked around. We asked around other people. JDL, DMT, Mike Love here, and more to hear what they had to say about it. We start here with Mike Love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a dope record. It was, you know, <laughs> I, I listened to it on YouTube. I was like, this shit is hot. It's okay. hot. But um, I don't remember that at all. We also played it for JDL and DMT. So I want to play this record for y'all, this Class A, because, you know, obviously. Majestics. That's the first record I remember. <laughs> See, he remembered it. He remembered it. You remember that? From, so, uh, don't tell me. Okay. 81, 82? 82. I got it. Now, you know what? Now that I heard it, I remember that. I got it. They're playing the show to, like this weekend at, oh. at uh, Timbuktu. Wow. <laughs> wow. I remember this. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And you know where I remember hearing it from? On NOV. Yeah. Really? On NOV. Okay. Now that, now that you know, because when you mentioned the Majestics, I was like, wait a minute, I don't, you know, it's not familiar to me. But now hearing that, yeah, it goes back now. To WNOV. So you heard that on WNOV mm-hmm. before. Or WAWA. We wanted to give Pierre Hall, radio host from WNOV, a chance oh, to weigh in too. I may have missed this over the phone from the Majestics. Do you remember that group or ever heard of the Majestics? Uh, They're local. Yeah, so they're local. And so, you know. What, what label is that? It was their own new world, but they made this song, Class A, which is more like a Rapper's Delight kind of feel. Um, I'll kind of skip to it. Do you remember this at all? Don't make me pull that up and play that tonight. <laughs> it's it's corny, but it's cool. I love it. It's old school. Anybody anybody from my age is going to be like this. They're going to be doing a robot and go, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. But no, you know, I kind of remember the Majestics. I mean, yeah. that was, woo. I remember, I've told you about Marvell. Marvell right. did a whole lot of stuff. Okay. And he was uh, a big inspiration. Do you do you consider this a rap song? Because like this, there's like a little debate between the people I've talked to about. Is this more of like a funk song, or would you say is this a hip hop song? What do you have an opinion on it? It's a party song. It's a party song. You know, okay. you know, like like right now, you know, you don't hear party songs. You, okay. All you hear is like, I'm this, I'm that, you are this, you are that, I'm this. Hey, look, I, look what I got on. Look, I'm driving this. Yeah. Them people right back then, they were just like, come on, y'all, let's party. Somebody say, ho, you like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> wave your hands in the air and yeah. wave them like it just don't care. You know, what I'm saying it, this yeah. it, that was the time. You know, yeah, Pierre Hall definitely sounds like he was digging that. You know, he, that was definitely his music. WNOV plays so much like soul and funk too, so it fit that station. But we asked Too Tough Tony, and he brought up a good point about timing. So there's a group called Maj- the Majestics. Yes, and they had a song called Class A. And here's a class. The name, the name sounds familiar. And they're rapping 
from Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing it, but now another thing you got to remember. Timing, this is where artists make the mistake. Timing was everything. Okay. That sounds like Grandmaster Flash in the Furious Five. If you sounded too much like someone, you got lost. Okay. Or it got drowned it. Okay. Because Majestic was a great group. I remember hearing that song. But yeah. do you want to hear Majestic or you want to hear Sugar Hill? Okay. Or Grandmaster Flash. Oh man, play a Grandmaster Flash Survival. Yeah. Or play this. Or Sugar Hill Gang. Dun dun dun. You know. Right. The name had more pull than the Majestic. Gotcha. Now, didn't think of it, but if I was a DJ today and that song was out, I'd be mixing that with Sugar Hill. Right, no doubt. <laughs> now Majestic will get some airplay. Right. And finally, we got longtime radio host Homer Blow to weigh into. With the production of the music, the reason why that song didn't pop like that, we were in a what is this type thing. Like, we ain't, you know, it don't sound as clear and crisp as Curtis Blow. It don't sound like, you get what I'm saying? It don't sound like Sugar Hill Gang. So it's like, so so it's the same idea. So that's where this Class A record, it, it didn't make it into the mainstream mainstream, but you had your um, your jocks that were running the nightclubs and, and the little bar scene. They were playing these records. Look at here, y'all. The wide receiver got nothing on us, but we're the ones who got a double dash buck. There we have it, Tyrone. Zero, zero, one. Class A by the Majestics, Milwaukee's first hip-hop song. Can I just ask you, did you hear what people just said about this song? <laughs> did, did you hear any of that conversation? Hey, it may not have been the greatest <laughs> Milwaukee hip-hop song, right. but it was Milwaukee's first hip-hop song. I got, how, do you, oh, hold on. how do you feel? How do you feel about Majestics Class A? What do you think of it just as a song? You just tell me. I don't, I like, honestly, I don't think that it super matters. You know? How, how does I, it not matter? I, I mean, it doesn't matter how good the song is. I think, like, my interest here is, is academic. It is See. before this song, there was nothing. And after it, there was hip hop. So. But was there? It was, to- it was Milwaukee's first hip hop song. How, how isn't it? I am not pleased. I, I am not <laughs> satisfied with this answer right now. I don't. I don't know if I'm satisfied either. I'm, okay, I'm satisfied. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Satisfied. Thank you very much. I am satisfied. I am satisfied that I and I feel like it was Milwaukee's first hip hop song. It is zero zero one. Okay. But it did not. It's not the first song in the culture of hip hop. Right. It is the technically, categorically, <laughs> it is number one, but. Everybody that we talked to in this story, we talked to so many people, and no one said that right. Class A by the Majestics was the first hip-hop song. All right, let's go back to Daryl D. He's the one making the documentary about Milwaukee's hip-hop. Next time on Backspin. Here's what I can tell you for sure. Nobody knew about that record. Nobody who was involved in rap. My question is, can you really call that a rap record because Majestics were not a rap group. They were an R&B group who did this corny little rap song on the other side. Because it's not very good. It definitely is a rap song. 
but can you call it a rap record? Hey, this is Backspin executive producer Nate Imig. We thank you for listening, and we've got some thank yous to do ourselves. Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song, is hosted by Tyrone Miller and Justin Barney, produced by Jordan Lee and Kenny Perez, with segment producing by Salam Fatayer. Evan Retleski does our web content. Sarah McClanahan is 88.9's marketing director, with social media managed by Amelinda Burrich. Digital distribution by Tariq Moody. Aaron Bagata is our marketing coordinator. Community outreach by Peter Adams and Maddie Reardon. Project management support by Laura Kesman. And animation from Lucas Seidel. Also want to thank our interns, Zoe Knox, Anthony Massans, and Jonathan Hudson. Of course, a big thanks to our partners, RevPop, The License Lab, Hip Hop Week MKE, and Kid Millions. He dug up all that amazing vinyl that you hear in the podcast. Also thanks to our media partners on Milwaukee, Breaking and Entering, and The Milwaukee Times. You can stream all six episodes of Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song, on all major podcast platforms, and of course at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song, is an original podcast production of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. I challenge you to find anybody in Milwaukee that is in, you know, into rap music or into the hip-hop culture. You won't find anybody that was familiar with that song. Nobody. You so, remember that? Tell yeah. me. <laughs> I was at Marvel Studios. I was at I was at New World Records. At Marvel, yeah, right.